0: Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, Calgary. Boomer in the Morning on a Monday brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Go online, book your tee time, check out everything that Sundry Golf has to offer. Sundrygolf.com. Stay and play packages starting at 189 per person. I didn't say 100 because I don't have much time one hundred eighty nine bucks per fella or gal, based on double occupancy. You know what? What's going on, Sarah Valley?
1: Oh dear, is he moving again? Oh,
0: hey, hey, we we was the last time we had a Friendship Tuesday full on. You know what? He, you know what? He, here's how it, because you you soften things up when you have something to it's a bad news, right? Or something that you don't want to necessarily relay. You know what he gave me? Hey, pal. Oh, no. Don't give <sighs> Not me a, a hey, pal. Damn it. Hey, pal. I can't do tomorrow. Mm. How is Friday? I'm just I just sent him back a four-letter word. <laughs> we'll see what his response is. <laughs> Crap. Darn. Darn. Hey, uh, Mm. just to ease in, um, while you've been away, there's been some talk in Edmonton around the Oilers about uh, the goaltending situation, Stuart Skinner, the young lad. Skin dog. Looks like he has a good future in front of him, but uh, we don't know. It's hard to say. We know what Mike Smith is. He's got one more year left and will be, I believe, a year older next year. Is that right? I think so. So they're looking for maybe a bit of an answer. I can confirm. Well, I shouldn't be. Out. Oh. According to swisshockeynews.ch the answer is not Miko Koskinen, as he is signed with H.C. Lugano on yeah. a two-year deal. And this was rumored for a while. Yep. And it's finally done. He gone. Uh, he uh, was in the cage. Because remember, the uh, big Gagarin' Cup win. In 15 and 17, with the who? With Ska St. Petersburg. So, yeah, it's everyone. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew he was going. He knew he was going. He was happy to be going. He going.
1: Everyone thought he was going to be gone a year ago. They could have bought him out. Yeah. But they were also buying out Jimmy the Gun. So they got busy with that. One more year. What the hell? Did you see Jimmy the Gun? Oh, Springfield Falcons. Big, baby. Big goal on the weekend. See, guys slotted properly, right? That's right. Jimmy in the A, and Koskinen in the fourth
0: best league in the world. When I was looking at the Heat Wolves game the other night, yeah, uh, Heat had a two-one lead, and then Wolf Wolf forward Richard Panic scored to tie it. I thought you were talking about Dustin. Wolf. I was confused there. The Wolves, the forward. Wolves, Dick Panic. Richard Paddock, he of the 521 NHL games. Just a budding prospect. I think Josh Lavo's there as well. He former is. Flames, oh, yeah. He was scoring, lived, scoring last week. Get out of here, Chicago. Yeah, a bunch of old quad A guys, vets. Get out of here.
1: Do I bring in the Lavo scored more even strength goals than Sean
0: Monaghan last season, or do I leave that alone? Probably leave it alone. I just don't. He's hurt yeah, right now. There's just no need. What's Get, he going to do right now? Mm. Uh, everyone was very... Uh, they. <laughs> It, first text of the day. Mm. Uh, actually, you know what's gone? First text of the day was uh, now that Pinder's back, we can hear him talk about Mike Smith. Uh, they missed your Mike Smith takes last week.
1: Well, I mean, he's got two and a half million bucks on the table. There's no cap punishment if he retires for the Oilers. So th- if you're an oiler fan, you're probably hoping he retires, and if you're Mike Smith's uh, in his will, you're hoping he keeps playing. It's another two and a half million dollars.
0: That was one of the things that really came in with the salary cap, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Fans really hoping players on their team would retire mm-hmm. or nurse a serious long term injury. Yes, become allergic to things. Yeah, all that stuff. You really? I. You limping? Boy, oh, looks, that it looks. Looks nasty. like you're limping. And that it, could be. Is that like? Is that? Uh, is that running your family? Because I, boy, I wouldn't. Eef, I wouldn't risk it. That looks um, long term. It really looks long term. If if
1: there was an injured reserve just for
0: long term things, that's where I would categorize this one. Like I don't want to scare you, but a a buddy of mine, his brother, yeah, had the same thing. Same thing. His leg fell right off. Oh dear! Just fell off. Hmm. Then you know, your leg falls off, you tip down. It's hard to get back up. Then you're hopping around. You look like a dummy. It's uh, you sure you want to keep playing? Two legs, one leg. It's your call, I guess. If you don't play, that's like $4 million of the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's not about that. I'm worried about your leg.
1: Well, and if you think the conversation with, with Mike Smith is one like that, now go do Duncan Keith, who the Oilers, if he retires, would not only save his $5.5 million in cap space, but also because of a cap recapture clause, gain $4 million plus dollars in cap space next year.
0: The uh, This would be the Oilers you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whereas Chicago would have a penalty of over $7 million between next season and the year after. Oof. Nothing like uh, retroactively punishing teams for signing contracts that were totally legal at the time. Thanks, Gare. Thanks, Batman. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so this was totally fine when we signed it and now you're punishing us for this. Thanks, Batman.
0: But that's the society we're in. You tweet something seven years ago, you can get punished for it now. You say something, you tell a bad joke, ah, be careful. You sign Marion Hosa, long-term deal, he's going to have to get allergic to his gear if you want to get out from under
1: You make budget. a comedy
0: album, you're Adam Sandler, now yeah, your kids are good. old enough to hear it. Bad news bears. Does every team have at least one, it feels like, of those? Because we don't need to talk. Here in uh, in Calgary, it's like, boy, Sean, I don't know. It's
1: a... Well, and even even Mullen Lucic had a really good year, but you, you don't pay fourth liners five and a quarter. That's what their cap hit is to him in the final year of his deal. The actual cash is much lower, $3 million signing bonus. July one followed by $1 million salary. Like, yeah, it's, it's when the only thing that limits how much talent you can collect is salary. It becomes a talking point. And do, do most teams have them? I would think so. I'm trying to f- think of what would be holding back the Tampa Bay lightning this year, but they had a bunch in the past. Remember they had to package up Nikita Gusev to get uh, Vegas to take Jason Garrison's money. They Mr. did a,
0: Garrison.
1: I mean, Garrison. And then Tyler Johnson had to get out of there. They've, you know they've they they've done a lot of moving money out that wasn't efficient and they're pretty efficient right now i don't know if there's bad money anywhere there but you know they also had to take on Brent Seabrook's LTIR money to get rid of Tyler Johnson so right. i mean it would be probably the exception to the rule if your team doesn't have a contract you wish you could just erase
0: so the Lucic just because uh, we keep talking about it, just because people talk, oh, you buy it out. Well, his buyout is not no because
1: most of it's signing bonus. You
0: don't get relief from that with a buyout. So the Lucic contract, you'd the say final, like six hundred and sixty grand. The final year of the six million. Boy, that's what it is, eh? Six million per.
1: Oh yeah, the Oilers are still spending three quarters of a million bucks for him to not show up to work there. Seven times
0: six. His uh, his cap hit. Five point whatever two five. Right. Actual dough, four. There's a signing bonus of three million, which pays salary one million. Right away here from now. So if you you wait for wait till after that, let the flames play. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we saw really in a way the first of that sort of a deal on the weekend as Mm -hmm. Ben Bishop moves to Buffalo. Hey, what's one more year of being really bad? with a very good player atop the draft for next year.
1: Well, and it's not like bringing Ben Bishop in changes your path. You just, you have cap space. So turn
0: it into a weapon. So they bring in Ben Bishop. His cap hit is 4.9 and change. It's a $2.5 million cap hit plus a $1 million bonus, but.
1: It's less money than they, less they're getting money credit for.
0: Than, than what it's costing you on paper in a way. Mm-hmm. So that's. And you get a seventh rounder. Not not nothing close to nothing, but close, it's something. Uh, well, I was going to say it's close to nothing, but how many how many teams are going to be in that mode? And you wonder how many teams are looking to potentially offload a deal like the Bishop deal. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll throw Lucic in there, I guess. I don't know that the Flames see it the same way that Dallas did with Bishop, because Bishop was injured and may never play again. He's
1: not going to play. The the thought is that Milan coming off his best year in a while would play next year, the last year of his deal. Uh, I I think to frame it in terms of the the Flames predicament, if they're going to bring back Goudreau, Kachuk's already going to be expensive, whether it's a long-term deal or a one-year to get him to free agency or an ARB, whatever it is. Man Japan, he's got a raise coming. Oliver Shillington had a monster year relative to what he'd done the prior two. Um, is he a luxury you can afford? A $5.25 million 12th forward. Well, no. So that's perfect that that that, world, no. That, it's not a boo, Milan, you had a bad year. It's Pete Shirelli was heavy into the sauce and gave this guy 42 million bucks when you knew he wasn't going to age while well he was a power forward. And this is the last year of that deal. Do we know sauce. what sauce? Because you seem to you know. Well, there's something in the water in Edmonton, Dean. That's oh, yeah, what I was yeah. told by good sources there. Gotcha. So I don't know uh, what. But no, I mean, we knew that wasn't going to be a good deal when they signed it. You knew there'd be some really good performance at the beginning and that he would not age well. People that play the game he does don't age well. Um, and look, he had a really good year. There was some rough stuff in the last few in Edmonton, but nowhere in the last four years has there been anything close to a $6
0: million player. Let's be frank. Nowhere. No. It, and the thing is, every year we do this, you can get to the offseason, and there's the, there will be players who signed big deals mm-hmm. who have... Flames have a few right now. Where's Blake Coleman going to be at the end of his? Where, He's all, a six-year
1: deal. Zach Hyman, who just signed Edmonton, that's a seven-year deal. Those guys will not look as good in years five, six, and seven as they do
0: in year one. Make no bones about it. So do you not sign them knowing that they're going to be... Diminishing returns, sometimes like really like staggeringly diminishing returns. Uh,
1: it depends where you're at and who, who you are. If you're a GM that's GMing for your life, you can probably justify a little better. If you're a team that desperately needs to add talent, you can justify that. But the Tampa Bay Lightning don't do that. The Colorado Avalanche don't go do that. But they also have the luxury of already being very good and talented and laden with talent. So... Uh, again, if you're going to win a bidding war for a player, if you're going to outbid, theoretically, 31 other general managers, what they would give a player, and those guys are all going to be like 27 or older, I don't like your chances of that being a good deal, no matter who it is. There's, yeah. there's been very few uh, examples of value signings from free agency. Like Zidane Char is probably the one with Boston, uh, the best. But there, there's just not a long list of
0: good July 1 signings. There isn't. And the thing of it is, we talked last week while you were away about this—you know—the live golf mm-hmm. exhibition, gr- gr- a bunch of exhibition. Well, that's what weekend. the PGA's calling. Um, I don't think that's what they're calling themselves. So it's uh, okay. Well, that's—it's a, a moral conundrum. Put yourself in—in in their spot. What do you do? Put yourself in the general manager's spot. It's July first, whatever. You have a player who could come. We'll make—we'll make you better, mm-hmm. conceivably, but we'll make you better. You can fit it under the cap, but you know that it's a year to two at least, too long. Yeah. But that's... The, you don't get the player otherwise, The right? player has the other... It's, it's more money because it's more years in all of it. Do you just hang up the phone? Do you just stay out of the UFA business? I mean, if you're that's... a good
1: team and a good GM, you probably have that
0: luxury. Most teams don't. Because you're right. There, there are very few contracts that are signed, July 1st, UFAs, where they start and finish having made sense for the number that they were signed at.
1: Somebody on the text line saying, Artemi Panarin. He's in year four of seven. Yeah. Great. But um, before this year, tell me about the success they had. I mean, I, I think that's going to be a pretty good one, and I think he will age well. But, I mean, I, I think the Hyman and Coleman contracts are perfect examples of guys that teams brought in and knew they'd be better in the short term because of it. And teams also know that the last two years of or three years of those deals won't be very good. You know, Zach Hyman, if I'm correct, has had like two major knee issues in his life and basically late bloomer said two real good NHL seasons. Like that that's that's not going to age well. But like how good was Zach Hyman in the playoffs for them this
0: year? He was Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. That's the trade-off. And for a while, one of because I know we talked about it. Of the big money and it, it's not big, but it's a long-term, big UFA deal, the marion hosted deal, was one for a while, was living up to its end of the bargain, well into that deal, a cap mm-hmm. hit of 5.275, 12 years. And remember, this was, sign him, stretch it out, here's your 63 million, mm-hmm. and we're going to stretch it out as long as possible. Low to get salaries that, at the end, yeah. That cap hit, down as far as we could, and his, now the contract ends 2021 last year last year he stopped playing in 17 so there were four years four years even there
1: yeah and he got ltir because of the alleged allergy to his equipment he had
0: 26 goals his last year 26 goals in the and you're well into that for a long time he was a 20 to 30 goal guy for the chicago blackhawks who won stanley cups and all of that that was kind of one of the ufa july ones that you could say it was big it was long and all that but it's worked out but it still was four years
1: he didn't play and and (laughs) again that's not really even apples to apples because you can't sign 13 year deals anymore 12 year deals like max term is seven in free agency and i think that was the league trying to help owners and gms being like dummies from themselves stop it you can't sign someone from another team for more than seven because you morons are paying guys that can't even show up to work. They're, they're so old and hurt. Um, like, it, it was a protect ourselves type clause that they put into the CBA. The players certainly didn't want that, right? So it's
0: wild to think that there is a component in a CBA for players and, and general managers and owners where it really doesn't prove to work on a long-term basis but mm-hmm. continually gets done annually.
1: Well, baseball's the same thing, right? So what do you do? Do you just not do it? The best teams don't, but that's because they already are the best teams. It's it's kind of a catch-22. You want to get better, you need the talent, but then down the road, that player that helped you get better is now hurting you. Um, But look, we've got two really smart management teams in the final here. We've got teams run by guys that... You know, played the sport pretty well when you think about Eisman's role in building Tampa and Breesbaugh, Joe Saki, But they've also got really large data departments, and these are the types of people that will say don't sign long-term. Like, here's an aging curve. Here's what we expect for production in years five, six, and seven, rather than sitting around the table with a bottle of red saying, I don't know, I think at 36, he could still pop 20. Just gut versus numbers, right? These are really, really well-run hockey teams that are into the final. They're deep, super talented. They draft and develop well. They've made good bets on players. Think about Nichushkin for basically nothing. Colorado picks him up. Burakovsky, sneaky little lad. Think about the Duchesne deal. Tampa's been doing this for a yeah. long time, too. Like These are really, really smart teams. They don't go shopping July 1 and throw a huge dough around. They'll extend their own guys, but they don't really blow their brains out on free agents.
0: And then you've got, if you want to compound compound it a little bit, the same teams, a lot of them, will then go to the trade deadline and give up draft picks to bring in Mm -hmm. UFAs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they then to, yeah and you so, know what if so, you're
1: picking 25 to 32 that makes sense those are not good picks those are nothing
0: close to the value of a 10th overall right? but all i'm saying is how did how did the smart team well probably they're drafting well yeah. and keeping draft picks and then on the flip side you've got well we're paying guys too much and giving away draft picks mm-hmm. for guys that that summer we're gonna have to pick like the rangers
1: had a great year but you look at the, the draft capital they gave away they, they do it again in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. look, they, I think Jeff Gordon did an amazing job building that team. Like they get Fox for two seconds. Are you kidding me? He wanted to be there. That helps. The Panarin signing looks like a rare, good UFA signing. They stumble into maybe the next great goaltender after the one they had retired from Lundqvist to Shosturkin. That's amazing. Truba's probably a bit of an overpay, but you saw his value in this postseason. They extend Kreider. He turns into a 50-goal guy.
0: Yeah, Joe Sackick, Because I I kind of left you hanging there. I've been hired for the he was the executive advisor alternate governor, which is you know it's it's what it is a position he was hired for in 2011. He then was named executive VP of hockey ops, general manager. That whole thing in 2013. That's been a that's crazy that it's been that long i i don't I, I don't see him it doesn't feel like he's been doing that that long but it's but it's the case so when you look at this Avs team, this has got his fingerprints pretty much all over it. Landis Cog would predate that I think McKinnon would predate that yeah, no, but he's
1: extended landis cog but that was uh, the 11.59 p.m. right
0: before the clock struck midnight last year, remember? And you wondered, how does that one look? Like, that's that's one that, well, while you're praising them and they get praised for not doing that, that was a big money deal for long-term to keep their captain, and it felt like he kind of tightened the screws and squeezed for every last penny at the 11th hour.
1: Not dissimilar to the spot you're seeing with Johnny Gaudreau here, Dino. He's a guy that's only worn the jersey. He's a guy you affiliate with one team only. He's a guy that's got a ton of leverage, and it's his last chance at a monster payday with max term.
0: So Landeskog, seven million. Hey, Johnny's so? Seven times eight. Mm-hmm. Or oh, more, 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 more. You want more? A? I think the term would probably matches. Are people nervous? Do you think, or is this? I think
1: absolutely people are nervous. I don't think it has anything to do with the probability of it getting done. It's just that it's not done. Like how many times this year did we come in and say it's tough to imagine this team without Johnny Gaudreau? That's why you're nervous.
0: Nervous because it is June thirteenth. Nervous because it's quiet. No, nervous because it's not done. That's it. That's it. I mean,
1: there's no close here. You either sign them or you don't.
0: There is that. Yeah, you don't
1: sort you of get sign the player. You don't. Yeah. I, I, like talking, not talking. Close, not close. Is it done? No. Okay. Well, then you're allowed to be nervous.
0: You want to kind of do a deal or? There's no kind of deals. Oh.
1: And so I, like, I, it's I feel, a,
0: I feel like a sort of kind of. Um, uh, um, yeah, sort of. They could get a sort of deal done. There's no such thing as a sort of mm. a deal, no deal. That's all you got. That's all you got. And from the player's standpoint, it's more than just money. The money's more or less going to be there. And yeah, you're going to sit down and look at tax implications and cap hits and the extra year here and all of that. You're looking at the next eight years of your life. Mm-hmm. Where are you living? Where are you staying? Who are you playing with? Who are you playing for? All of that. It's a lot to take in, and I get it. Yeah, and, and this is
1: a player that has all the leverage. If, if you're Johnny or Nazem Kadri or Philip Forsberg, maybe a little less so of Kenny Malkin, but maybe not. There's, there's a lot of guys in the exact same spot. Do you have a calendar? In front of you? Can you grab a I can open a calendar. Do you want paper or online? I think you could I probably can probably figure it
0: out without you July thirteenth, uh-huh, UFA day. Yeah. Today, June thirteenth. So we are one month. month away. Just a month. What if you're Brad living, if you're the Flames, is there a date that you circle and say, if it's not done by here, mm-hmm. we need to accelerate plan B.
1: Uh, July thirteenth. Can you wait that long? I mean, the abs did with Landeskog. They probably didn't want to. But again, they don't
0: control the clock here. The person with more leverage does. That's Johnny. True, but do you? at, at, at some point, you have to decide if the player's in or out, and then... So, so tell me about a plan B that transpires
1: before July 13th.
0: Well, I would... Like, uh, it's, it, it, he's it, either it, resigning or not, and if he's not, then you then are you're a looking... player on July 13th. Then you're looking at trades. I want to know—is it before the draft? I need to replace this player either by UFA or other way, other avenues. I don't think you can wait till then. I think I think you
1: have to wait till then because you don't—you might not get an answer from the player before then. What if what if you've made your best offer and he says, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking over my options," and doesn't get back to you? What are you going to do? Close the door? Your team's way worse without him. You have to keep that door open. You have to. If Johnny's like, oh, I would have signed, but, you know, they closed the door on
0: July 10, that'd be a little silly, wouldn't it? I also think that to suggest that Johnny won't know what's out there until July 13th when the bell rings, I think it's a little naive thinking. Uh, No one's saying that. I'm just saying if Gabriel Landeskog knew the whole time
1: he wanted to play in Denver and didn't want to leave, why did it take till hours before the deadline? That
0: was their captain. Why? So does it get him an extra year? Does it get him an extra half a million? The Avalanche didn't need to sign it, right? They didn't have to. Could they have gone another way? Would they have been half the team without him? I, I don't know.
1: My point being is that the player has the leverage, and the Avs probably didn't want to wait till two hours before free agency opened. But the player controlled the clock, and they weren't going to say no to him. And yeah, he probably did get something accomplished by waiting until you know, that day versus two days earlier. Like, if you think the Flames' best offer is on July 10,
0: call them July 12th, an hour before the deadline. They might give you another quarter million bucks. But not every team keeps their UFA. There, I think most teams, there there are outliers, but I think a lot of teams would know days before whether or not their UFA is staying or Total. going. Totally,
1: yes. And you'd love to, and you'd hope that Johnny would let you
0: know, but it, it's up to him. You have no say over it. Well, the other thing is, too, a lot of these UFAs are signed well before now. Not Sarah, this year. Saravelli's talked yeah. about it in years past. You don't see 100-point guys get to UFA status. Panarin did. Johnny has. I don't think there's – it's pretty rare. Now, that said, there's, there's, six, there's
1: seven 60-point uh, seven guys that are free agents, UFAs, this, this summer seven that's a lot right like that's that's an impressive list i wouldn't be surprised if five are right back where they were of the seven like bergeron back in boston does that sound crazy no Latang back in pittsburgh does that sound crazy nope. no forsberg back to nashville does that sound crazy
0: no that one's a, it, a no but it's a uh, keep that one out of that group just because i don't know nashville kind of their own thing there. Well, I, I'm just saying it wouldn't shock get, you if he was back in Montreal. I Nashville. get your point. And but then Claude
1: Giroux. Now they got a cap pinch in Florida, but he he talks in his exit conversations about finishing the job and wanting to win with Florida. I don't know how they'd make the money work, but I think he'd love to be in Florida next year. I think Johnny, there's a, a scenario he returns to Calgary quite conceivably. Like the only guy we're talking about not returning is Nazem Kadri because the Avs just don't have the cap space because they've got to extend McKinnon in a year or two. Mm -hmm. And they need a goalie because Kemper's up. So while it's unusual to have this number of high-caliber players available in free agency, we're also kind of expecting a lot of them to go back. We didn't bring up Malkin because he missed so much time he didn't get to 60 points. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Malkin goes back. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Andre Palat re-ups in Tampa. He's a free agent this summer. Like, the guys we really think are going to leave are Kadri, Klimberg, even Andrew Kopp could return to New York. There's more guys that could stay than go, and I'd be happy to make that bet. Yeah, I'm not debating that point. Right, but it's it's unique, so, right? Yeah. I'm not saying we're we're debating. I just th- it's totally uncharted to have this many cal- high caliber players at free agency.
0: But I think a lot of them will re up with their current teams. When is the yeah? Can you? I just don't know if I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. Hard deadline? I, f- I feel like Colorado was an indifferent spot. They have Kale McCarr. They had Nate McKinnon. They had other weapons with, if they lose Landeskog. What's, mm-hmm. what's here if Johnny walks? I Cap just, space. that's it. Yeah. Not
1: I'm, much of it because he was only making six and six, is, seven, five.
0: Which earlier we told it's great to have. But how do you weaponize it, as they say? And how do you replace? You're, you're having to then replace that player.
1: Yeah, make no mistake. You're, you're not going to spend less than $7 million and get a 115-point season from anyone in free agency. That's not happening. Um, and look, this is why the player has all the leverage, everything we just talked about. And, and he, I, I still think he'll be back. I do. It's just that it's going to be on his terms, no one else's.
0: We'll talk to Al Morganti in less than an hour. He's in Philly. Philly sports media legend covering the Flyers. You, you name it. He's all he's all over it. Has been a, a hockey reporter for decades. What's his read? There's a lot going on in Philly. It's another one of those things where we get focused on what we're doing here. They need a coach. It's going to be a high-profile coach. The Do we trade Travis Konechny? Ooh. Do we trade uh, Provorov? Provorov? Do we sign Gaudreau? Do you do you do they rebuild? There's some aging guys. They went and got Ellis a year ago, barely played. played. What Carter Hart's a huge question mark. He's had a rough go last two years behind that brutal D. You just signed Couturier to that big extension. He's hurt. He's an old twenty nine, right? Like I love him yeah. and he could play for me every day, but he's an old twenty nine. You've got Rista Line in there, who's uh, a lot of Zadorov in a lot <laughs> of ways. Very Zadorov, ask yeah, yeah, And both, the, I think, the same draft class for Buffalo, same uh, first same round. round, yeah. So he signed for five point one. Is that uh, Zadorov money? I don't know if he gets there, but
1: Zadorov will get some term and money. It sort of feels like the going rate for top four guys is like four and a half million. If you've got a unique skill set, be that physicality, points, power play stuff, penalty kill. I I don't know that. Um, he won't get offered significant term and, and a bigger salary than he made this year, which was what, 375?
0: Yeah, I think this year was good for him. 100%. It's yeah. a career year. I think this has been a year where... He's priced he, his way out of Calgary in a way, I think. points And points aside, I think he, there was a lot of acclaim for how that pairing worked. They mm-hmm. helped each other, but certainly for Zadorov, his skating ability. Yeah.
1: Not a perfect player, but I think it finally sort of worked.
0: Yeah. Toughness, not a fighter, but had that... All right, I saw the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. That might be a team. They're looking for some toughness. Well, oh, they
1: are. They had,
0: they had toughness, mm. and then they lost it. Mm. and Now they need it again. They had it when they beat Tampa four straight. Yeah. But now Anderson's in Montreal, and Felino is gone. A lot of their mm-hmm. toughness. So Zadorov could help fill that. And uh, Zach Cassian might be a guy, too. Some well, toughness.
1: the Oilers, anyone that makes too much money, they're going to get traded this That's summer right. if you talk to the
0: fans. Yeah. And uh, boy, you're going to recoup some assets too, huh? Hmm. Break back Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, I say hour number two. It continues. I got something going on in my. Uh, my, uh... oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. It comes out of uh, just nowhere. Driving into work today, everything's fine. All of a sudden, just nope. a huge sneezing jag. Happy, kapa, tepe, tapo. And now I can feel it. you ready to sneeze? No, no, nope. now I can feel it up in there. my like, sinus cavities. am I getting all pindery well pre surgery pindery, yeah, I'm gonna get a surgery up there and then come out sounding different. Oh, I feel good now. it's been that was before my wedding, so that's almost
1: five years ago. yeah your the first wedding or only one so far. But, you know, we could renew our vows at any time. Let me know if that happens. <laughs> yeah, want well, some photos. Well, I mean, and you and your roommate as well. I mean, there might be some sort of a volume discount. We could renew them at the same time, yeah. celebrate.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. Tampa Bay is pretty good, eh? <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay pretty good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, Adam Stanley going to join us coming up after 8 o'clock. Golf's dramatic all of a sudden. It is, yeah. It's It's like reality TV. I wonder what... uh, Because this week you've got Phil, right? Phil! Phil was over with those guys. Now he's back with these guys this week. But it's not because it's the US Open. It's not
1: these guys. But I mean the the, the same guys. They're intermingling these two. I think the great misconception amongst the casual sports fan is that The PGA Tour has anything to do with the majors. It doesn't. USGA? Is that how that goes? For the US Open. Yeah. PGA Championship is the pros of America, not PGA Tour. The Players' Championship is what the PGA Tour wanted to be a major, and that's not. It's like the unofficial fifth major. Well, it's not a major. Yeah. So if you can play for $25 million purses every event in the Live Golf Tour and play the four majors, open – masters us open pga championship like why are you really gonna miss the the rocket loan lending championship in detroit who cares like there's some good pga events but none of them are the
0: majors yeah i think it's it's that moral compass are you who are you getting your paychecks from are you good with that and if you are fill your boots and if you are, are you
1: checking where all the other things you're purchasing and where yeah. you're doing your business? Are you checking that too?
0: Are you a pirate? Yeah.
1: Do you, do you see the, the tags uh, where things are made on everything you buy? Is it all, or is it just when it's pro sports
0: now that it matters? So Phil will come back. He'll be hanging around with the uh, you know, the, the other fellas. How many will be? <sighs> not talking to that guy. He's a trader. He's a, And how many other guys? Hey, if you got a couple minutes, I'd uh, love to bend your ear about. Uh, so how is it, is it how is No, I don't know. I
1: feel like Phil's a polarizing figure in, to begin with. There's kind of the public persona and then there's
0: the well, you hear some stories of this or that. And he's been in and out, right? I think when he was when it was he versus Tiger, everybody loved Tigers. Uh Phil lefty, get out of fat. Yeah, and that was right? people just
1: needing a rival for Tiger. <laughs> Nothing guess. to do with Phil, right? But I think That guy's
0: got mad boobs. He's not he doesn't train with navy SEALs. But he was that guy. And then it's like, oh well you He's actually kind of funny. Look at these commercials he's doing. He can well, do and high he's, kicks.
1: He's talking about hitting bombs on his yeah. Twitter account and social media and showing off his calf workouts. He's a funny guy.
0: Yeah. And now he's flipped it again. He's gone heel. And he left uh, whatever that Monaghan left him laying in the middle of the ring with yeah, a chair boy. shot. Jay. But he hasn't said he's out. Some have said, Dustin Johnson. Wow. Signed on the old dotted line there. I see you. I resigned, yeah. I'm out.
1: But... The, the difference is that the PGA said you're not welcome if you go. And if, they're, if it's only just some exhibitions that these other guys are holding, why do they care? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they know it's more than exhibitions, which is what they've called it. These aren't exhibitions. This is another rival tour. Smarten up. If it was exhibitions, you wouldn't care. And why can guys go play on the Asian tour or go play in Europe or do other things and then come back? Why are they allowed back to play, but this group is not?
0: Well, the answer is simple. Because... Right, because I don't like it. Hmm. Signed PGA Tour.
1: But uh, you're right, though. It'll be the Dustin Johnson will be back. I'd imagine. You know, DeChambeau and Reed. Mm-hmm. Those two despicable Richards are going to go to the Saudi tour. That just fits. That just feels right. That's WCW and Kev- WO stuff.
0: Kevin Nah. Yeah, Kevin a, not no, gonna no, be back. No, no one cares about Kevin. No, not. but like Reed, Despicable,
1: DeChambeau, incredibly polarizing and socially brain dead, but like probably kind of genius in some other ways.
0: What about Charles? I don't know. I don't know you think it. Charles would be ashamed to come back?
1: I think Charles happy. Shame on you, Charles. There's fields he can win tournaments in.
0: I like that's... Never mind the dough. Like, would you go with the Charles? Like, throw a es on the end there. Lazy parents are just going to, Charles, 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 Charles. Mom and dad really either put too much thought or not enough in to name that
1: kid. I don't know what goes on in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, where he's from, whether that's a common name or not, but yeah, Charles feels like someone just got tired when they were typing and uh-huh. the, the computer shut off before you'd finished typing.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, I just have it here. Is it Charlie? No, no, it's Charles. Charles? Charles. Charle. Charlebois. Char- Charlemagne. Charlottetown. I'm out. I'm done. Uh, so, yeah, Adam Stanley going to talk about Charles Schwartzel and his mom and dad coming up in the next hour. So that's good. And we'll talk with Morganti at the bottom of the hour. And we'll get your texts and uh, and more coming up. So that's, yeah, uh, people that's that. People wearing suits today. Yeah, it's a big day here at the old headquarters. Is it? Yeah. You know what's here? Big wigs. There's some big wigs in town today. Mucky, mucky. Some mucky mucks. Is that, are there some mucky mucks in the lobby? Not now. Oh, okay.
1: The guy with the whistling windshields wearing a suit
0: though. <laughs> Come on, is he? No. Wow. Yeah. So we're putting on quite a show today yeah, then, hey? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Coming forward. Yeah. Where would we be Uh, without you, buddy? Yeah. We'd be lost without you. Nice tie. When did you buy it? Well, zip tie. Come back. Sportsnet 960, the fan.